Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Christians United Ministry. My name is Travis, and today we are going back into Revelations chapter 3. Um, today, we already did chapter 1, we did chapter 2, so we're going to go right into this, and we're learning a lot from this. We're learning a lot out of here, and we're starting to see the message coming through Revelations, or what Revelations about, and... How really serious things actually are. You know, we've been reading some very serious scripture, but this is really showing us to the fullest extent of how things actually are. So let's get right into it. We're going to go to Revelations chapter 3. So like last time, we're going to go over, I'm going to go over the summary of chapter 3, kind of get so we know what kind of to look for and understand um, what we're reading a little bit more as we're reading it. And then we're going to go back in, read the chapter and then go over it even further. Um, and again, we're getting this all from Bible Ref. They do actually do a really good job. I love their uh, their notes and their information they're giving out on it. And it does really give me the word of God. You know, I do feel God's words with this. So let's get right into it. So Re- Revelation chapter 2 began a series of messages intended for specific churches in the, in the region of Asia. Um, and there's just the first four, if you remember. Um, and these four churches were commended for certain things, and they were also criticized for certain things. Um, this chapter completes the messages by speaking to the last three churches, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. 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 <laughs> I don't know how to say it, I'm sorry. Uh, the church has said Sardis is given a positive comment, but that remark is really just a springboard to their cr- criticism by Jesus. This church has given, this church has a good reputation. This is a good thing, but that reputation doesn't actually match their spiritual state. Jesus warns the church of Sar- at Sar- Sardis is is to wake up. And stop resting on their laurels. This church was too proud of their prior accomplishments to diligently work for the good of the kingdom of God. Still, there are those who have been faithful among the church at Sardis. Philadelphia is one of two churches out of seven mentioned that is not given any particular rebuke from Jesus. Instead, they are praised for their perseverance in the face of fire of dire persecution, like church. Oh, similar, Philadelphia seems to have been attacked by a specific group of non-believing Jews referred to as a synagogue of Satan. Uh, I guess I guess like we also saw that in Simra. Uh, Sim, Sim, Smyrna. Maybe I haven't said Smyrna. <laughs> in response to this hardship, Jesus assures them that his return will only suddenly and will only happen suddenly, and they will be rewarded for their faith. Laodicea has the unfortunate distinction of being the only church which receives no positive commentary whatsoever. Sardis barely earned a, a hollow reference to a good reputation. Laodicea is charged with being spiritually inert, lukewarm, rather than either hot or cold. This evokes the disgusting sensation of rum temperature water in one's mouth. Jesus heavily criticized the church for being arrogant and apathetic rather than the spirit being spiritually passionate. They are passive instead of being cold, meaning like they are more likely to re- respond to the gospel. They are just familiar enough with God to brush him off. 
Jesus, Jesus still offers a chance to repent, but he describes himself as outside, knocking at the door and expecting him to answer. Um, and this is the last of the message to the churches. Um, so let's get right into the chapter, starting at verse 1. And unto the angel of the church in Sardis write, write, These things saith he that hath the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know thy works, that thou hast a name, that thou livest and art dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain, that are ready to die. For I have, for I have not found thy works perfect before God. Remember therefore how thou, how thou hast received and heard, and hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief, and shall not know what hour I will come upon thee. Thou hast a few names, even in Sardis, which have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in, in white, for they are worthy. He that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. But I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. I know thy works, behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it, for thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Behold, I will make them the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews, and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come, and worship before thy feet, and to keep, and to know that I have loved thee, because thou hast kept the word of my patience. I will keep thee from the, temp the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world, to try them at dwell, try them at dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast, which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Him that overcometh, will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and I shall go no more out. And I will write upon him, the name of my God, in the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon his, him my new name. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot, I would thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich, and I am increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched, and miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich in white garment, and that thou mayest be clothed in thy sh that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve, 
that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at my door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh, I will grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am sat down with my father in his throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. So one thing, what do you take from all these messages that we get? Is that, um, well, the last one received no praise at all. And one church received no criticism, right? But what, well, I think it's actually two churches, sorry. Um, what's important to note here, though, is that not everybody falls under the church. In, in, in terms of, um, he criticized some of the churches, right? And the churches, even though he criticized the church, he said, even though go to that churches, some of them still are pure. Uh, we're white with me, rather. Sorry, we're white with me. It means they're 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 falling good. Uh, it's the church that needs to fix. In, in other words, that we can even though we go to a church and we're called to go to churches, just God's house, doesn't mean we are defined by that church. We're going to find good churches and bad churches everywhere, all around, no matter where you go. Don't define yourself by that church. What I mean by that is, just because your church says something, doesn't make it right. And that's what is really warning us here, is that there's good churches and there's bad churches. What you should do is you go, when you go to church and you learn, whatever you do, like if you're Catholic, you know, you have the true readings, you have the homily, um, and one, and I, I'm not familiar with most other, most other religious. I did grow up Catholic. Um, but whatever you learn in the church, go back in the Bible and verify everything they say. Pray to God to, to continue to hear his voice. And God will lead you to where you need to be and belong, keep you in the light. Whether or not he keeps you in that church. That's what, that's, that's what I really pick up here. Um, and that's my own. I didn't, I didn't read that anywhere. That's my own. I take as a general to all seven churches that not everybody just falls under the criticism or praise of the church. You know, there is the church, but then there's also individuals who go to the church. You know, he doesn't lift up the churches, he lifts up the people. Um, so let's get right into the little bit more of explaining what does it mean. So basically with um, Sar- Saratus, and I, I'm, I'm not going to go reading each of their notes because they do have a, a lot. Um, so I'm going to give you my spin, uh, not just what I take from them, but what I also take from the, the Bible. But Sardis had this big um, reputation for being holy, right? This, and for being um, with God, you know, being a um, good church, like, you know, good reputation of being a holy church. But Jesus realized that the reputation didn't really meet with reality, you know. And, of course, reputation is a good thing. But that, they consider it a small, and they used the word hollow um, form of praise. But Jesus is saying, you know, and when you think about it, that's also dangerous, though. Like, you know, everybody should go to this church. It's, very, it's a very good church, you know. 
Okay. Well, what makes it though? Like you know, you, you got to see what makes it holy. Is it because you like the priests? You like the people? You like you know what I'm saying? But it's because you like them doesn't make it holy. It doesn't mean everything doesn't add up. Um, and he, he's clearly seeing this. He's seeing right through the reputation. He, he called it. Um, what was the words he used? He said, "Be watchful, strength and remain that they're ready to die." I have not found my works to be perfect before God. So it means you got the reputation of being up here, but you're not up here. You still got a lot of ways to go. You know, you still got a lot of fixing. Remember, therefore, how thou hast received and heard, and hold fast, repent. If thou shalt not watch, I will come unto thee as a thief, and shall not know what hour. Thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. Thou hast seven names, even in Sardis, which have not defined, a few, not seven, a few names, excuse me. Not even in Sardis, I'm not defined by the garments, and shall walk in white, for they are worthy. So it means, like I just said, um, I know I kind of mumbled there, um, but he was basically, that's exactly what he was saying, was that not everybody falls under this criticism. There used to have some good church goers, followers. But you need to fix up. You need to fix that. And that's and also a testament to ourselves is where, you know, you could take that and, as an individual basis, you know. Um, you may think you're perfect and think that you're holy, but are you truly holy? Are you truly perfect? Are you really, really, really where you need to be? I emphasize that a lot because, you know, we may think, oh, we're good. A lot of people think that being a good person and having good morals will get you to heaven. That's not it at all. Nowhere does it say you have to be a good person. Christians are good people. But are all good people Christians? That's what you got to think about. That's what he's saying here. Then he goes on to talk about Philadelphia. He says that that um, that is holy. He gives up. And here he gives no negativity. He gives no... Uh, no real criticism. One thing I like to point out is that I set before thee an open door. No man can shut it. He's saying that he says you guys are a good church and you're and you're holy and you're where I needed you to be. I'm gonna protect you. I'm gonna keep that door open to you and talk about the door to, into heaven. And no man can shut it because thou are weak. Meaning the people trying to shut it. The devil, the evildoers. He'll protect you from that stuff. You got to get to where you need. You got. You have to get to where Philadelphia is on an, on an individual level. We got to get to where this church is. And God will protect us from this world and temptation and from the devil and from evil. And we're going to get into this uh, Next episode is going to be my homily. It's all going to be about anger and negative emotions and how it costs us, you know. And, and that's part of the um, homily that the sermon is going to be basically about how God will protect you from all this stuff. And you got to give it up first. And God will protect it from ever coming back. And that's what he did for them. He also, again, he makes again, just like Simra. I think I said it wrong in my last episode. I think I said Simra. 
but is it, is it some, some mirror or not? I don't know. Um, but anyways, he says that they called them the people of the Jews who attacked the church. He says they're from the Satan, the, the synagogues of Satan. Anybody who tries to come out and defile you is from the synagogue of Satan. They're full of the devil. They're from the devil. They're followers of the God, of the devil, not of God. They said, which they say they are Jews, but they're not. Um, they're all from the synagogue of Satan. I will make them come and worship before thy feet and to know that I will have loved thee. Means he's going to show them how, who you really are and they're going to realize what they are. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I will keep thee from the hour of temptation which shall come upon the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. So he's going to keep the, what, the hour of of temptation. What is he talking about? Let's see what they talk. Let's see what they say about it. And what do they say? And what does is God saying? What is it? What is the hour of tri tribulation? The hour of trial, excuse me. The hour of temptation. Um, some versions call it uh, the the hour of of the test. Um, talk about the tribulation. He will keep us from it. He will protect us. If we are cleansed, we won't have to go through it. There's some good information right there. We're not going to have to go through all that nonsense, the beheadings, imprisonments, and all that. If, if we become pure before then, behold, I will come quickly. Hold that fast which has that thou hast. That will make no man take thy crown. He's really telling, I'm protecting you. I'm here for you had me, so I have you. And unto the angel, unto the church of the Laodiceans. Right. Now he really goes into criticizing them. And let's just look. He's saying, he says, I know thy works are not neither that hot or cold, or cold nor hot. And I and I would rather you. So you say like if people are just staying out of God, they're just staying away from God. They're not choosing a side hot or cold. They're not choosing anything. They're saying, you know what, whatever, staying out of it. That's what they're really being. So like going being cold represents uh, trouble, like, you know, trouble waters. It could be, you know, dangerous or not. And hot is being cooked or cleansed. That's, um, good, that's a good example they brought up, but that's what it means, like, you know. But you're picking a sign with your hunter. Well, he says, anybody who stays in the middle who stay out and does not choose it either, it's very dangerous. It's, it's not what God intended. God, you know, staying out of the fight is really what we're being. You know, because... Both sides have a ch chance of going to heaven, right? If you're if you're cold, you can become hot, right? And yes, hot can become cold, but at least you both would have be able to change. If if, if you're lukewarm, you're nothing, right? You're not hot. You're not cold. You're and you're just not going to change.
right? You know, I guess it could be put a little, my explanation could be a little bit more back. This my soul still a little limp. But the fact still stands that here's what he defines as being lukewarm. Like, um, he says that thou sayest, I am rich, I am created with goods, and have need of nothing. Knowest not that that art wretched or miserable and poor and blind and naked and naked. And what he's saying here is, is that he said, oh, I'm rich. Uh, I am um, not needing anything. I don't need anything. Well, then you don't need me, right? That's what you're saying. You don't need me. That's why God says, I, I lift up the lowly. Uh, Blessed art thou are poor in spirits. Those who need God. People don't need God. They're lukewarm. They're just, we're just blown by. That's what we're doing. We're blowing by. And he says, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten before them and repent. So what he's saying here is that you have the chance. You have the chance to repent and I will change thee. And you will change and you will need. You know, there's also a testament saying that it's never too late until we take our last breath. He's falling on to that. He's holding true to his word. He said before, God's will was, you have up to your last breath to repent. But once you take that last breath, that last breath, it's too late. Your mission's over. And another thing he says that is said a lot, it says, after he's talked to the church, he says, let he that hath in the air, let him hear. So what he's saying is that it's not meant for everybody who's listening to John speak. Only those who are truly meant to be saved in God's plan will hear it. Those who are against God will never hear it. He that hath in the air, you got to open your heart to God first before he can come in and save you. So what I want to go over really quick is um, next episode is going to be my homily. It's all going to be about anger and negative emotions, like I said before. And I have a story of a personal experience um, that kind of shows you how to kind of handle it. Um, but one thing I want to say, kind of a little sneak peek into the episode is most of, especially like arguments and debates and fights, is how much God calls us to be a peacemaker and what lengths he expects us to go. We're going to learn all about that on the next episode. I want to thank everybody for choosing Christian United Ministry. My name is Travis, and this is Christian United Ministry. God be with you.